It's the uh, high-profile murder case um, involving mental illness, and it's now back and in the spotlight. You may recall the case. It involves this beautiful financial analyst who was accused of stabbing a 28-year-old newlywed named Rosemary Juner, just a woman out doing her thing, minding her own business, and then tragedy. It happened back in 2015, and it was broad daylight. It was back. It was down in a busy shopper's drug mart in one of the busiest intersections of downtown Toronto. And the killing, so senseless, it shocked about just about everyone. Not not just for its random nature, but because the accused, who, who seemed to have it all, quickly started to display signs of mental illness. So once arrested, Rohini Basser would appear in court. She would be disheveled, rambling incoherently, and she would often mutter puzzling statements about people implanting things into her body. Soon after she was charged, she would be declared severely schizophrenic. Well, today, following a two-day hearing, a jury ruled that the 41-year-old was mentally unfit to stand trial. A forensic psychiatrist testified that the woman is acutely and significantly psychotic and believes that an entity is taking over her body through implanted devices. Sarah understands that she's charged, but she does not believe that she killed anyone. So what happens next? So she will be treated for the next 60 days, and then a reassessment will take place to see if, in fact, she can ever stand trial on the charge of first-degree murder. We should mention that uh, several members of the victim's family were in court, and at one point, apparently, the accused was laughing and having these outbursts that one of the family members stood up and yelled, shut up, just shut up. And then left uh, the court. They did not speak to the media, but clearly this is devastating for them. So let's bring in someone who knows the accused. We're going to call him Jeffrey because he does not want his real name used. But he dated this woman for six years and knew she was in trouble. Thanks so much for joining us, Jeffrey. It's a pleasure to be here. A tough day for you, I'm sure, because every time you see the headlines of this woman that you once cared for... um, does any of this even surprise you? Not, not anymore. I've I've settled my uh, I, I settled with this. I I've sort of you know spent quite a bit of time meditating on what's happening. Uh, you know, and after her conditions came uh, you know came to light, I uh, I learned as much as I could on schizophrenia, and with that sort of vision, with that new context in mind. I sort of retrace my life with her and, you know, and, 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 and her sort of early signs. And, and all of a sudden, all the things I used to give her the benefit of the doubt for, uh, you know, I couldn't anymore. I, I, I knew it was that something was wrong. So, so take me back. You date this woman for six years, um, leading up till about two years before the alleged uh, incident in the Shoppers Drug Mart. But you spent a good long time with her. When did the red flags start uh, displaying themselves? What did you start to see? Well, so I actually never pieced it together that she was, you know, mentally ill, and how severely until. Um, in I think 2014, she called me from a hospital uh, where she got into altercation with a family member, and uh, somebody called the cops, and she ended up in in you know the mental health wing of East Toronto General, and um, you know and she told me that 
they're diagnosing her with schizophrenia and you know all the all the alarms and bells and whistles started going off in my head and you know i thought wow this this makes perfect sense because you know there there were there were signs but they weren't clear like if if you ever talk to a schizophrenic person mm-hmm. who isn't sort of you know who isn't having a full blown psychotic episode they're they sound like you know they sound maybe weird they have some weird ideas but if you give them just a little bit of runway you can kind of you can say, you can say okay yeah yeah okay i i see what they're i see what they're saying I mean, she was a function. It was in many ways she was a functioning schizophrenic because she had a, a very uh, good job in the financial district. I mean, clearly she could work with people. She could be around you, her boyfriend. Did you yeah. ever think she was a danger to herself or to anybody else? Well, I, I didn't think she was a danger to anybody or herself. Um, I mean, she for the longest time she had some, you know, maybe slightly paranoid ideas, but. They're paranoid in the sense, you know, for, for, for someone who works on Bay Street, having worked in that industry myself, it's not really that uncommon for people to be very careful about, you know, their public image because the industry is very squeamish. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, and the things she said were things like, you know, can, can someone... Can someone uh, communicate with, you know, is there any technology out there that allows people to communicate straight into your brain or, you know, Mm -hmm. send you to talk to you straight into your brain, bypassing your ears, right? That that was a question she asked me about, you know, as early as 2011. And, you know, I didn't, I mean, I'm an intellectually curious person. I didn't even think much of it at the time. It certainly makes sense now, given that she believes that she's been taken over by some kind of entity with prods. I mean, it's it's quite a story. Does does she have support of her family? Have I you- don't know. They, she certainly tried to shelter me from them somewhat. I've I've met most of her family, most of the members. Uh, actually, I met all of the members of her immediate family. But you know. Uh, I know she had a very tough upbringing in in Canada. Uh, I know she's not on the best of terms with her parents. I know that, you know, um, know, most of her siblings are doing, no, they're fine. Some are successful professionals on on Wall Street. Some are, you know, computer experts uh, with, with careers in their respective fields and you know they're fine. So she she would be a bit of an outlier in her family. Yeah. I know she, I know she was a bit of a favorite with some of her aunts and uncles uh, who thought she got a rough deal from her parents. You know when when she was younger. And but again, I'm just taking her word for it. I'm just uh, I've got about uh, 45 seconds left with you. Do you have any okay. any sense of obligation? Do you feel at all like you will need to go down and show her support during the the whole process? I mean, do you have any involvement with her in her life? I I no no longer. I I've made my peace with mm-hmm. with her. I um it's you, you know, you don't know what she put me through before before I 
chose to part ways with her. Mm-hmm. I even kept in touch after. In fact, I, you know, I, I saw her two weeks before, you know, the, the, this, this incident uh, at a coffee shop downtown. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I can't, it's been, it's been too, it's been too much for me. And, you know, it's one of those situations where everybody loses. Yeah, absolutely. It does. Uh, and, uh, and I do think people would understand that. So I'm glad. And I appreciate you sharing your story with us tonight, Jeffrey. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And so as you see, uh, there are a lot of victims in this crime, including the suspect herself. But uh, for the family of the woman who was murdered, certainly this is not an easy day. And it won't be for some time until they get what they believe is justice in this matter. But we'll continue to follow that story. It's fascinating as we continue talking about mental illness more and more these days.